0: welcome back to triple m minus the chip hey y'all how's it going how goes it i'm your host derek lee and i'm back y'all it is so nice to be back and in the chair for this special edition of triple m minus the chip man something's been burning on my heart y'all and we need to dish okay and today the topic du jour is none other than race man Oh, man, why are we still talking about this in 2021? But we still have to. It's necessary. We need to heal, y'all. It's beyond necessary. We need to heal. And, you know, let me borrow from Mr. Rodney King. Can't we all just get along? So buckle your seatbelt and join the journey. So we're not going to tiptoe around this. We're just going to dive right in. And I'm going to approach this topic from the vantage point of being a black man, black gay man in America. Okay, And, you know, um, it's so interesting to me to to think that, again, in 2021, that we're still having these conversations about differences in race. And it's nonsensical to me because, you know, the way that I understand it is that we're all products of circumstance. I am black mixed with other things because my mother is black mixed with other things. You know what I mean? And so that should be um, a starting point for the ideology of how we see one another. There's no choice in the matter. It just is what it is. Now, unless, come on now, I am a student of life, I don't know everything or nothing or whatever I know, I'm still learning, you know, I'm I'm knowledge in process, right? And so unless, you know, that which causes electricity to allow my heart to beat daily and breathe the air of life had a conversation with me as I was a young soul, you know, before I came onto this earth and was like, hey, boo-boo, I love that word, by the way boom, what kind of life do you want? And then my my response was, Lord, make it challenging, and then here I am. You know what I mean? So if that was not the case, we are all, as I see it, products of circumstances. And, you know, because of that and the beauty that exists within our diversity, we should use to our advantage, don't you think? It seems like it just seems like uh, collectively that we if we erased all this, you know, focus on what makes us different and refocused that energy on how we can use our differences to make the collective whole better. Man, that sounds like an island I want to be on for a very, very long time. It sounds like a cohesive island of people who are doing the right thing. For anyone who is unaware of where I stand when it comes to race, it's pretty black and white to me. Meaning that I believe that race is an extension of our creator's creativity and there's beauty in diversity. Now, I do have a sweet tooth here and there for some things, but that's my business. But what I'm saying is, is that I enjoy the individuality that everyone brings to the table because it's an extension of who we are as a human race. For instance, you know, there are a variety of plants, there are a variety of animals, there's a variety of species, right? And I just feel like the display of humanity through or by extension of race is just another feature of beauty, that adds to the collective whole. Now, I'm a little bit of an anomaly, okay? Let me just tell you that, all right? Um, growing up, and I'll be a little personal here, growing up, people considered me, my peers considered me to be what they called whitewashed. Um, there were times in junior high uh, that people would call me cracker, that people would call me Oreo, and they were like black on the outside, white on the inside. And that was a a result of my upbringing, all right? My parents were very big on education. They were very big on how we approached the English language. And there were very many conversations, a lot of conversations about, you know, correct and incorrect usage of English. And so I was just a representation of my upbringing. But it, it presented itself as a difference to other people, you know what I mean? And I'm even telling you, some, some of my black people would call me Cracker and Oreo. It wasn't the white people, but I'm just saying, you know, that was then, this is now. What I experienced in my youth translates to what I think is an experience of current times today. Meaning that there is a generalization or assumption about how particular races act or carry themselves. And that's not fair to the individual, We're negating opportunity by not allowing people to express their individuality by blanketing them into an expectation of how to act based on their race. We have to understand, or I had to understand, that everyone has a different, you know upbringing and what they bring to the table. So we can't, there's not one shoe size fits all when we approach the thing. And that's why, you know, in my AP art history class, um, there was this idea of tabula rasa, blank slate. And I kind of apply that to my approach to identifying new people, meaning you get a blank slate, right? And you get to fill in your picture whether it be a beautiful picture or an ugly one based on what you're presenting and what you bring to the table now that, now that tabula rasa in my idea or my frame of thinking is that it's kind of like etch a sketch meaning as you develop as you grow as you gain more knowledge we can shake that up and redraw a new picture because i do Traditionally believe in change. And the reason why I bring this up is because this is interesting. What I've noticed during my time here on Earth is that people tend to generalize, right? So let's just just make some random example. If one white person does one thing, then it goes into some people's minds that all white people do the same thing. That's not fair. Okay? Everyone deserves their individual space, I feel which is why I don't care what anyone of any particular race that's other than my own or even of my own, I don't care what experience that they bring to the table and I witness or it affects me. I will not and I choose not to blanket everyone else of that same race with the same sort of judgment based on a singular experience. And I think that's a huge part of healing, is giving everyone ownership of their individuality. Ownership. tend to make sense of my world based on my experiences in life right um and you know straight up growing up in school during my formative age like I was always you know in advanced classes and so I was surrounded by in my city a lot of white people you know and even in university, I went to a private Jesuit school. And at the time, between you know graduate school and undergrad, there were only 7,500 people in the private school. But there were only, out of those 7,500 people at the time, I think there was no more than 120 black students there. So we were just sprinkles um, of our race within the collective, right? And during your informative time in life, you you start to mimic your surroundings right and i made the the, the mistake of of <laughs> not realizing that there were a different set of rules for me and then a different set of rules for everyone else so the things that my peers engaged in and got away with i also engaged in And got in trouble for it because of my race. And so that was the moment when I started to have, you know, repercussions for my actions, even though they were similar to everyone else. You know, when I started to experience those repercussions, it was the moment that I had to wake up and say, Derek, as a black man, you have a different set of rules in this society than your peers. So... Because of those different sets of rules, you are going to have to act in a different manner to survive, okay? And that's me being completely honest. That was a revelation I had to have in college, okay? And that's an unfortunate revelation for someone who is within an environment that is beholden to, like, multiple races. And what is the root of that? How do we heal? How do we become bigger and better that everyone can live a life in this world, or in this country at least, with the same set of rules? It was mind-boggling. Just to give you some examples of, you know, how I've had to navigate being a black man here in America. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I don't know how many opportunities people have had to have a conversation with someone of another race to hear, you know, what they have to or how they have to operate within our system To survive, think about that. All right. If I'm driving around with air freshener, right, and I'm pulled over for that, if I walk into a store, and this is true, okay, walking into a store, and I am therefore a target by sales associates because they think that I'm going to steal something. Now, listen, I shop alone. I don't like to shop with nobody. I know my size. I know what I like. I'm in and out, and we're done, all right? I don't need to be bothered by people, okay? If I need help, I will ask. But the degree of attention that I receive in certain stores is overwhelming. And, you know, people call well, I call myself, people don't call me that. I call myself the pattern maker because in my vault of knowledge, in my file cabinets of knowledge, I will file how people are interacting with myself versus others. And if I'm seeing a degree of attention for me doing something normal, whereas everyone else is going about their business, why is that attention given to me? All right. That that becomes the question. Let me be honest with you. I was bartending. Well, not I've been honest the entire time. I hate when people say that, so why am I saying it? But anyway, I was bartending um, at this one point in my life, and I picked up this gig, right? Um, It was like a private sort of gig where I was supposed to bartend. So I had to buy some utensils because, you know, when you're bartending at the bar, usually the utensils are there, like the shaker, the the sifter, and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? So I went, you know, to one of the stores, which I won't advertise – you know but one of the stores that supplies those those <laughs> those items and i bought the items the gig got canceled and you know what i did i ended up calling one of my really good friends to take the items and i know this may sound bizarre but to take the items back to the store with my receipt to return them for me because of the stress that is involved with trying to return something to a store as a black man. Okay? The little things that you don't even think of. Driving while black. Being on a plane while black. Checking into a hotel while black. There is a difference in how people... Hmm. how do I say this in a kosher way? Approach the experience of interacting with, and I can only speak for myself, and this doesn't always happen, but it has happened enough in the past to take note of um, how they interact with me before engaging with me just because of the hue of my skin, all right, that's bizarre, let's take it a little further, I can remember every single time in my life, by year, that I've been called the N-word with a hard R, hard R means they use the E-R at the end, okay, that, that old school slave stuff that was unnecessary, okay, trying to suppress people. But anyway, that being said, every single year that that's happened, I can remember it. The date, not the time, not that specific. The date, the actual setting, who did it, right? The last time it happened was in 2016, right after Donald Trump became president. I was walking to a 7-Eleven, some white man walked by me. Called me the inward hard R for no reason, just out of the blue. All right? Craziness. All right? And the reason why I want to express this is because there's a marginalization of how particular races are treated. Okay? And, you know, I've had, I've encountered people who take issue with saying, you know, Black Lives Matter. Brown lives matter, Asian lives matter, blah, blah, blah. Because at the end of the day, bottom line is this. The the constant is, yes, we know and understand that all lives matter. Everyone is valuable from my vantage point, okay? I truly wholeheartedly believe that everyone is valuable, all right? But it creates pause within me. If someone cannot acknowledge... That a particular race that has experienced a lot of ill will, okay, um, has experienced a disadvantageous environment um, that has been marginalized, it boggles my mind when someone can't just simply say, yes, of course, duh, duh, Felicia, black lives matter. Duh, Felicia, brown lives matter. Duh, Felicia, Asian lives matter. And it's not to, it's not, that's not to negate the idea that everyone else matters. It's just an acknowledgement that because of the events that have been going on over and over and over and over again, perhaps there needs to be a message that these people are valuable because there's been so many examples that have made them feel less and I make it a point to try to understand a lot of things in a very logical manner. Um, sometimes I rely on intuition, but with this current topic, logic is key. And there are so many examples of how we are interconnected. Think about the idea that disease, I could cherry pick you know, a random disease or ailment or whatever and it can be applied to every race. It doesn't, unless I'm not aware of certain knowledge and someone, feel, please feel free to, to check and correct me, But, you know, cancer, for instance, it's not singular to one race. It affects all. Uh, Autism, not singular to one race. It affects all. Diabetes, same. Now, there may be scenarios where it does affect a certain demographic more than others. But that's not to say that it skips a particular race. And so, in my mind, that's a clear example of how we're all interconnected. Even on a more simpler note, think about it. We all sit down to go number two. Okay. Now, some of <laughs> well, some of us hover in dirty situations, and if we're super sick, you know, we may need medical assistance through a pouch or a bag or something like that. But you know, waste still happens, and so what I'm trying to draw attention to is the fact that you know we're all interconnected, because the beauty of it is the same blood that I bleed. Can be transferred to any one of my same blood type for a transfusion and let me take i've said that before but let me take that a step further okay and the step further that i'm going to take is this i cannot imagine a scenario where patient a is on their presumed deathbed they are in dire need of a blood transfusion patient a is of one race Sample C, okay, of blood is from another race that patient A is racist toward, okay? I cannot imagine a scenario of patient A being of sound mind. Well, I mean, if, if you're racist, I don't necessarily consider, consider that sound mind, but that's my opinion to each their own, all right? But patient A still wanting to live here on Earth, I cannot imagine a scenario where patient A rejects blood, type, blood, from, blood from sample C because it's of a race that they're racist toward for their survival. And if they do, then they've made their choice. But the point of the matter is, because we're all interconnected and we share so much in common, we can all thrive together and we can all Allow each other to try to, to thrive further if we make appropriate and pragmatic choices. I think uh, who am I though I was extremely hesitant to even you know chime into this particular topic, you know. Um, Because my form of planting seeds uh, isn't always so overt when it comes to hot button issues. I definitely (laughs) don't let certain things slide, you know, in my everyday life. And I do try to, you know, um, approach awareness with people about particular subject matter when, you know, They are in my direct environment, but, you know, it it seems like, and I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but it seems like, you know, sometimes if you're not heavily active, like on social media or whatever, then, you know, people start to feel a certain type of way or start to question, you know, where you stand or blah, blah, blah. And I also don't think that that's fair. There shouldn't be bullying you know, when it comes to whatever form of, you know, activism that people choose to engage in, you know, um, are you involving yourself in every fight that I find this necessary? So then why are you keeping score for what I'm involving myself in? Or do you know what I'm doing on the side? Do you know if x person is going to you know protest you know if y person is donating to particular causes do you don't know what anyone's doing and um unfortunately yes visibility through messaging is is necessary allies are absolutely necessary but we don't know everyone's heart and we don't know what everyone's doing behind the scenes so um I tend to be very careful about approaching particular subject matter because, you know, we are used to walking on eggshells about certain things. You know what I mean? There are certain things we just don't talk about. But I think that, that, that we are at a pivotal time in our lives and in our story as a nation where it, it, it becomes necessary to begin the process of being our higher selves. You know? Like, we're human beings, We can send people to the freaking moon, right? We can can do some miraculous things, but then we can still look at someone of a different hue, right, and think negatively about them just because of the color of their skin? Whoa. I personally believe that we're bigger than that. That's just my belief. You know what I mean? And, you know, there's that theory that, you know, those who are disadvantaged – are more likely to um, be in line with that form of thinking because those who are not disadvantaged want to remain in the status quo. So there's an advantage to keeping the disadvantaged disadvantaged. Hmm. Well, I think that as we continue to work together collectively, That we can be mightier than we are today. Because unfortunately, like, I can't stomach too much more pain. I mean, between, you know, mass shootings, between COVID, between people dying at the hands of police, between just everything that is going on in this world, doesn't it just feel like too much sometimes? It's just too much. And that's why I, I, you know, because I realize that there's so much going on. I try not to get so heavy with these things, but I truly believe that it's necessary because it seems so simple to me to realize that we're all in this together and together we are one. Oof. I hope I didn't overdish. now this is one of those topics that you know we can go on and on and on about because there's just so many layers so many different experiences so many points of views that you know I invite any of my listeners to you know chime in and feel free to email me at triple m minus the chip at gmail.com but I hope that my intention was clear and you know um we clearly are all in this together. And I know that I simply scratched the surface of this, and there's so much more to be said about it, but I hope in some format that I whispered to the hearts and minds of everyone who listens that plant seeds that are inserted into the marketplace of ideas. But thank you. Thank you, and thank you for tuning in to this special edition of Triple M Minus the Chip. Again, I'm your host, Derek Lee. Don't be a stranger. We'll be back soon. And you know how we do it. Until next time.